Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Unique Nook. Today's podcast, I'm speaking with... Alika Itauk. Alika, where are you from? I am originally from Kangatugapik in the Kikatanik region of Nunavut. Kangatugapik meeting beautiful little inlet. Um, the Kalunatijuk name is Clyde River on Baffin Island. Oh, awesome. I have heard of Clyde River. I have a good friend from there. Um, did you grow up there in Clyde River? I did. I, I was. I grew up in Kangatugapik till I was in my teens. And then I moved to Regina, and then from Regina I moved to Ottawa. And now I live in Western okay. Quebec. Yeah, I was doing a bit of research on you, and I see that you went to Carleton. I did. How was life at Carleton? Oh, it was different. Um, I actually went to Carleton because a lot of people were saying that I couldn't go to university. When I had left home, when I moved to Regina, I found the, um, I don't know, I guess the society kind of difficult. So I was going through a lot of depression and a lot of working through a lot of the intergenerational trauma that, of course, comes with being Inuk. So I quit high school before I even finished grade 10. So a number of years later, after I had my children, a lot of people were saying, oh, I wish, like, I bet you can't even go to university. I, I bet you wouldn't even be able to survive the first year. So me being me, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go to university. Never had written an essay or read a book. And having, you know, just looking at Western academia as very overwhelming and kind of foreign, even though my mother was a Khaldunak teacher up north. So I went in and, you know, learned very quickly in how to navigate through the university and academia and everything. And then started a combined honors in law and human rights and social justice with a minor in Indigenous studies. And I'll never forget my first year of being at Carleton, just really learning in the governing structure of the institution and how how crazy it was and how disconnected it was and how much identity politics, you know, there was involved in everything, especially because right now in post-secondary institutions, anything Indigenous, anything Indigenous related is a very hot topic and a really big research, you know, fancy that is happening right now. So I just remember thinking like the system is so messed up and it is so disconnected, you know, compared to the academic, I guess you could say, or just the ways of being in how I was brought up in having a very traditional Inuit family where it was very land-based and like Inuitituk is my first language, English is my second. Um, you know, my father was born in Niklu and he remembers getting removed and assimilated into the community and going through all of these government policies and 
you know, assimilation processes that has... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in, in my research, I came across a podcast mm-hmm. you did with Pam Palmer, and apparently you're quite the activist. What kind of uh, activism or activist <laughs> I, work I actually don't think I would consider myself an activist. I think with everything that has been taught to me and Inuit customs and traditions, I was brought up with the belief that each and every one of us humans have a responsibility and a duty to coexist while we're here on earth, you know? So with my upbringing, my belief systems, with my language, it's very embedded in me, I guess you could say, to always speak for creation that cannot speak for themselves. And that can be the environment or just human beings in general. So I wouldn't call it activism. I think it would just be me trying my best to honor my ancestors, my elders, my father in doing what I'm supposed to do as a human being. And and that work truly comes from the heart. Uh, I I kind of have a similar background of you know trying to tell people the truth and you know try to educate others on other issues besides themselves. So I think did that help you in your run to be the MP yeah, for Nunavut? Yeah, it did. It really did. <clears throat> I think, like especially with everything that I do, I was taught never to do anything unless it's coming from my heart and there's good intentions for everything, you know, to never just think about myself ever because that is the worst thing humanity does. So when I was running for MP uh, or for the nomination, I should say, my heart and my views and my wanting to run was based on the understanding that I have in where Inuit are situated right now and Nunavut specifically within the Canadian political system and how much Inuit livelihoods have deteriorated because of all of these colonial policies and laws that have been forced where there's no reciprocal relationship between Inuit epistemology and Western epistemology as well as ontology. So it really came from this, my love, you know, for for not only my Inukatik, my fellow Inuit, but also the land and the waters and the future of the generations that are to come. And understanding and looking at even Africa and what's happening to them right now is definitely not something that I want to happen to my homelands. So growing up, did you have any siblings at all or was it just yourself? Yes, I have an older brother and two younger sisters. Oh, so you have uh, three children of your own. Do you think it's yes. more important for them to grow up here in the South and learn the Western way, or do you think it's better for them to grow up traditionally in the North? If I could have it my way, they would be up North, hands down, without a doubt. But with the housing crisis, with everything that has been happening intergenerationally, 
that is not something that I wish for my children, you know, especially with the way the political system is moving so fast and all this, like with the climate crisis and everything, it what it's not realistic for me to do the job that I feel that I need to do up there because of the resources, because of the housing crisis, the food, you know, the list goes on. So if you were prime minister, what would be one of the most important things you could do for your people? So I don't think, first of all, I would become prime minister because I couldn't answer to a queen or to the monarch. I think I would create a whole new title for myself. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the biggest things I think would be bringing back the humanity in the political system where the idea and the justification of a legal personhood isn't corporations, but human beings, period, you know? And with going back to the humanness of creating laws and policies, you start look, seeing this very organic, beautiful governing system, you know, that Inuit have lived by for many generations. That's why there was no climate crisis before the Canadian federal government started forcing its sovereignty up there. Like, you know, maybe it was coincidence. I don't know. But And a lot of people I know think that I may be living in la-la land. But when you start looking at laws and policies and governing systems, and when you really start unpacking them and have a deeper understanding in what they are, you start to see that this systematic way of governance that the Canadian political system used, it's very disconnected to human humanity, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I think that's why there probably aren't so many Indigenous people in the Canadian politics system. So yeah. do you have any information or any guidance you might provide to any youth that, you know, may want to get into a political life, whether it's in Nunavut or Government of Canada? You know, that's a very interesting question because I would never consider myself political. But at the same time, I remember a very well-respected elder telling me, as soon as you open your big mouth with an opinion, you just became political. Hmm. And there's being political, but there is also speaking up and using the voice that have been given to you, you know? So to the youth, it's always speak your mind, you know? Stand strong because you come from a very strong line of people that are resilient, that are smart, that are capable, beautiful human beings. And it's in each and every youth, no matter what walks of life that they come from. So speak your mind, stand up, but make sure it's coming from your heart. And think of the echoes your voice is going to bring and the decisions that you're going to make, how it's going to affect everything. Wow. So is that political? I don't know. Well, it's great advice. Human. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I really like to thank you for your time. It's great to have you on uh, Unique Nook.
My name is Alaka Ilsauk, and I am unique, and I am Inuk.